Making connections. Affecting the culture. Just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. If you have listened to this program for any length of time, you know that we uh, we love history and we love thinking about history. And just a little bit of a historical tidbit for you. January 22nd, 1984, President Ronald Reagan, uh, he designated that day as the first National Sanctity of Human Life Day. Mm. Um, and it fell, I think it was 11 years to the day after the Roe v. Wade decision. Wow. That's why he chose that I day. I so, it was him. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't either. I was doing a little bit of research into this. But uh, the result is that the entire month of January has become the Sanctity of Human Life Month. Uh, and so for that, dear listener, uh, we are going to spend the month of January and even a little bit beyond, guys, um, discussing life and pro-life. And we're going to talk about big picture. We're going to talk about uh, little picture. And we've got some really cool ideas, some very different <laughs> ideas coming your way. Uh, so be ready for that. But guys, we're going to start this program off with kind of doing what we do with Engage, where we take an idea, but we come at it from a, a pretty different angle. And it's just pro-life, but we're coming at it from a very engaged angle. So the central question today, what is pro-life? Well, for me, when I think about pro-life, I automatically think about how human beings are created in mm. the image of God. Yeah. yeah, That's Genesis chapter 1 there, and we're created in the image of God. Therefore, we all have value, and we, sh- and we all have respect, mm. mm-hmm. and we should treat people with value and respect. And so that's and that's across the board. Now, with that said, you know, when you mention pro-life, you can't help but to think of Students for Life. You know, that's the— that's Oh, yeah, great the, organization. Yeah, and January is their big month. You know, they have several conferences or a couple conferences, which we've been a part of, and we've sponsored here at Engage and AFA, and they're, uh, you know, focused on the abortion issue primarily. Mm-hmm. And so—and that's a huge issue with Roe versus Wade and how uh, our generation is supposedly, you know, the most— uh, pro-life um, generation and, and since pro, since uh, Roe versus Wade. So you've got that topic for sure. But uh, when you say pro-life, it's so much more than that mm-hmm. from a Christian perspective and from a biblical perspective past just the topic of abortion. Yeah. One thing before we go too much further, because we've, we've mentioned Roe v. Wade a couple of different times, but for anybody who, who may not just be super aware of it, Jordan, what, what exactly is Roe v. Wade? Roe v. Wade was the um, the legal decision, and I can't remember when it was made. It was, it was like the I've got it right here. Y'all keep there talking. You go. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep talking. Well, find you, it. You just read it. You know? <laughs> no, but um, it's it it basically um, it legalized abortion, um, right? And that was a huge turning point. Um, well, it was kind of like because some states had allowed abortion at that right. point, and yeah. some states it was did a federal not. Decision, yeah. But this was a federal decision mm-hmm. that opened the, the the doors to abortion in every state. It was right. January the twenty second of nineteen seventy three. It was wow. a seven to two decision by the Supreme Court. Yeah, and wow. I mean, and and people have been fighting it mm-hmm. ever since, mm-hmm. and. It's such an important, such a, a central decision uh, that did indeed open the doors to to abortion. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of things when we're talking about being pro-life, uh, and we want to be really careful with our wording here, and we want to be uh, as intentional as possible. When we're saying what does it mean to be pro-life, when I hear pro-life, and this is a mistake on my part, all right, I just want to be clear about that. 
but my brain goes to public policy. Sure. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And being pro-life is so much yeah. more. It's so much bigger than just public policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part it. of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's part, part of, of it, it, but it's so much more. Because as, as you'll notice, as we develop these uh, programs over these next couple of weeks in the month of January, we'll talk about human trafficking. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. talk about a couple of these other things that relate to the pro-life, that relate right. to um, the quality of life and human life and how human life has dignity. And we'll talk about that. What are some of the other things that, we talk, that we'll talk about, TJ? Well, we're going to talk. We're going to get down into uh, biblical manhood and womanhood right. because both yeah. of those things are such huge issues mm-hmm. uh, in the pro-life movement. Uh, and also, one of the things that we're going to hit on is being pro-life is more than abortion. Sure, mm-hmm. we're yeah. going to focus on abortion, especially in this program. Uh, but being pro-life means so much more because it goes into eugenics, it goes into euthanasia, physis- physician-assisted suicide, all of these different things. And That's right. With that in mind, I also want to put a caveat. Probably should have opened it with this, guys. Um, but we in this program, we're not going to get into right. super tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. But the next week's program, if there's little ears, you're going to want to be aware of that because we mm-hmm. are going to get into some pretty heavy, heavy-handed issues. I, I have a couple of questions because I think that there's a lot of people out there who would say they are pro-life, but mm-hmm. but are they? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's what I mean by that. We just said that being pro-life is more than being concerned with public policy. But can you be pro-life and not be concerned about public policy? No. I would, I would say definitely not. <laughs> Why? Because well, there's people who would say, you know what? I would never have an abortion, but I also <laughs> can't, can't <laughs> well, vote to force somebody. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if you believe that abortion is killing, if you believe that's murder, and apply the same logic to murder. I would never murder anybody, but I can't really, you know, tell people not to murder. There shouldn't be a law against it. That, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right from the mouth of Jordan. No, <laughs> no one can say it any better than that. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon as we begin a new year here on the Engage Radio program on the weekends. We're so thankful for AFR for letting us uh, be a part of their weekly weekend program, and we're excited to start this New Year's. Now, we're talking about abortion we're talking about uh the sanctity of human life month and we're talking about how we are all created in god's image and how uh how pro how being pro-life is so much more than just a than just policy Mm. um our pro-life policies um but as jordan mentioned uh, you can't have one without the other it's like chewing walking and chewing gum at the same time so we want (laughs) to we want to we want to look at a bunch of different things and we're going to do that over these next couple of weeks yeah so a, a, a couple of other caveats and, and guys feel free to throw in caveats that you've heard but these are some that, that I personally had to deal with um, I am against abortion um, ex- it is the big one except in the case of, oh man okay what are the three because we all know them five well, it's uh, incest rape, rape and life of the mother yeah, life of the mother man well, but here's the thing you know the, I have a I have a actual story where I spoke with someone who said <laughs> I am a, I am pro-life Unless one of my daughters is raped, uh, yeah. and so I just looked at her and I said, well, "You're not pro-life, then. That means yeah. you, you, if there's any excuse for abortion, then you're no longer mm-hmm. pro-life. Mm-hmm. Then there's an exception, and, and there's a point in which they would agree that what they're saying that is that there there is a point in which life doesn't have value. And it was in this particular case, it was if their daughter was raped. You know, you know but that that leads me to a question though: Why does the baby get the death penalty for rape? Right. Yeah, exactly. 
Yes. Like, I mean, in all honesty, and, and I don't want to sound crass, and I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I realize that there that is an extremely terrible yeah. situation, and I want to come at, I would talk to the mother Certainly. with much more grace than someone who comes to me we're with a hypothetical. We're just talking about, yeah, that's yeah. what we're If just, you come to me yeah. with the hypothetical, that's exactly my response, is why does the baby deserve the death penalty? Right. And how is it different than going around and just murdering people who were conceived outright? Right. <laughs> right. In, right. In well, Rome. Rebecca Kiesling is, is actually a really good example of that. Rebecca Kiesling yeah. is a public speaker and she was conceived by rape. Her mother gave her up for um, adoption and she but she talks about that and says, you know, so according to 90 percent or however many you know percent of people, mm. I should be dead right now. But the mm. fact of the matter is we look at these things and think, oh, well, they must take up such a large percentage of abortion. Right. That that's that's the next point I wanted to make. You know, I've I've got a, a resource here by Family Research Council, and the, the title of it is just a little pamphlet, uh, maybe 20, 20, 30 pages here. It's the best pro life argument. Right there at the very beginning, it points out that point five point five percent of abortions are as a result of rape. Point mm-hmm. five. Now, point if you five. combine the if you combine the three that we just mentioned, mm-hmm. um, that takes up about. Two and a half, three percent of <laughs> rapes. Where yeah, that that, small. that right. leaves ninety-seven or ninety-eight percent of abortions are done based off of convenience mm-hmm. or 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 inconvenience to the mother, mm-hmm. as what they would claim. And so, what you know, whether that's finances or got a full-time job, yeah. you know, start a new career, or they say well, I'm just too young to have or kids. too young to have kids. So, so the point there is, and and the reason I wanted to point, I'm glad you brought us to that, and the reason mm-hmm. I wanted to point that up is because. Though y'all have mentioned some of the conversations y'all have had, for me that's one of the first ones that I've had to explain when talking with a friend or or someone who I've uh, began a conversation with who says the I'm pro life, me but not in public policy because of that was one of the reasons. You know, there's so many cases of rape yeah. and, so da, 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 and they walk down to three, which we've already discussed. That's mm-hmm. not a reason for. However, it's not a 50-50 thing here. Mm. It's 97 to 98% of abortions are done based off of convenience. Right. Mm, wow. And so, you know, I think whenever we, we look at that and we see that in this, in the perspective of what it has, I think that it, you know, it really just flies in the face of what we're told. And, and I think th- this is one of the big things. If you're going to be pro-life, it means you have to be educated. Sure. You cannot just take and here's the thing, don't just take our word for it. Right. Go yeah. go research it. Go study it. Uh and study the science. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to my next question. Uh Wesley, you said earlier in the in the segment uh that our generation, millennials, are the most pro life generation since Roe v. Wade. And I really want to know why. Yeah. I well, I think now this is what I hear. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not great. Uh, I'm, right, not, we're not, we're not I'm not experts on this topic, by the yeah, way. I'm yeah. not an expert. I don't. I don't have anybody in my sphere of influence at all that had this even considered abortion of any kind. You know, I'm. Not, this is so far from a personal thing mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I'm because you know when something hits you personal, you become a pretty good right. expert yeah, at right, it. You yeah. begin to study exactly. it, and you get a little bit more empathetic toward it. I, I, I fortunately and unfortunately, I don't. I don't know a whole lot on this topic. Mm-hmm. I do know that if you look at where Roe versus when Roe versus Wade to now, you do have a whole lot more mm. scientific evidence. I think you've that's got the, the 3D, yeah, um, the sonograms. sonograms. You've got, I mean, when we go, my wife is 36, 37 weeks pregnant. We're mm-hmm. just around the corner, and you know, we're getting to see the the, the baby kick in the whole. So, I mean, it's well, even you can't before deny that, what is it like six weeks? You get the fetal heartbeat. Yes, yeah. and they have their own DNA. They're, right, they have right. their own so separate from so the mother. Many, there's just wow. so many. Um, 
advancements in technology. Now, Jordan, your wife works at a uh, works in the the what is it called delivery? Uh, yeah, it's postpartum. Postpartum. Yeah. So not postpartum depression. No, no. But, <laughs> no that's what I always think of when I hear after postpartum. You have baby, you go and rest in a place, and they check sure. up on you. Yeah, she works there. Yeah, and and like, but again, you get to see. Mm. There's there's no way that you could logically deny right. that the baby inside the womb <laughs> is a distinct human being. Yeah. Sure. There just is no denying that. It doesn't but, just magically happen once Right, it's and here's the thing. We also have to be really careful with, there again, I said in the very beginning of this, we have to be careful with our language. This is not a fetus. Mm. Uh, it, I understand scientific techn- terminology is, but this is a baby, yes. and it is a distinct baby. And we're going to talk about... We're moving from public policy. We're moving from this to say, why are we pro-life? Why does it even matter? Why do we care enough to make a whole segment, a whole program, a whole month about it? That's what we're going to talk about in the next segment.